Welcome to Internal Review. I'm Adam Vitkavage, a writer whose work has appeared in Pace Magazine, Volume 1 Brooklyn, The Millions, All Things Go Music, and a few other pop culture websites. Today's guest is from one of the hottest bands in Phoenix right now. Her name is Chelsea Louise, and she is the front person of the band Fairy Bones. I love this band because they're no gimmick. It's just straight rock and roll, all energy, and a really tremendous live show. I caught up with Chelsea while she was on tour. I spoke with her from a green room, so the audio kind of goes in and out, and you can kind of hear other people talking, but that doesn't take away from this amazing interview. This is already too long of an intro, and you know I hate that, so let's just get right into it. Hey, Chelsea, how's tour been? It's good. It's tiring. Yeah, tiring. You're almost done with it, though, right? Yeah, we have two? Two more days left? Three. Three. Is, is this kind of your first uh, big... Like bigger tour? Yeah, it's definitely... We've done a bunch of tours in, like, California. We did, like, some New Mexico and everything, but this is our first time, like, opening for a bigger band who, like, people know already. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so let's just go back to last year. Actually, let's go back further. Um, how did you get involved in music? Do you remember, like, that first album that made you think, oh, man, I want to be a musician? Well, actually, I did musical theater for, like, years. Like, I started... Well, okay. And I did that for forever. But before that, I actually did. I was a figure skater, and then I was like pretty bored of that. Like I like I did sports a lot, but like that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. And I did theater on ice, which is kind of odd. And then I that like led into theater, which is like a less cold version of that. Oh, cool. And, and then so I did that till I was like eighteen, nineteen, or whatever. And um. I actually got into music mostly because my girlfriend at the time was a drummer and like mm. wanted to do a band and I was like, okay, I sing sort of the musical theater and my dad's a drummer as well, um, who I ignored up until like recently. <laughs> and like, oh, you've been like, you know, a great drummer my whole life. Um, but yeah, so I kind of, that's kind of why I fell into it. And this is our like second attempt, like second band kind of a thing. And, um, Last year, you released an album, 2015, that got a lot of good press coming out of Phoenix, especially. Um, what was that recording process like? You, I know you recorded with Bob Hogue, which is, you know, he's a legend in Arizona. Um, yeah. What was writing that album like? Because you guys are, uh, like, there's no gimmick with you guys, I feel. It's just like you, you go in, you make good music. You're not like, you know, just a foot drum standing with a banjo like Mumford and Sons, or you're not like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just rock. I totally appreciate that. Because <laughs> uh, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. And I feel like we really didn't, like, really didn't want that. You yeah. know, we just wanted to make, like, good music and didn't want to try to be, we didn't, like, want to put effort into being different. So I think that turns out, like, kind of strange. Um, so we never discussed, like, a genre or anything. We just fell into whatever we were doing, we wrote some songs, and then everyone put their stuff on it, and it turned out like this mm-hmm. kind of thing. But uh, DramaBot was crazy, because we actually crowdfunded that, oh, and cool. I was, yeah, which is like, ter- I hate I hate doing that, but like, there was no other option. Yeah. Because it was expensive, and, um, but thankfully we made it to the goal. And, um, yeah, Bob, we were, we had like a, we decided to go and check out like three studios in the area, and Bob was the first one we met up with, and we met up with him and walked out. And we were like, well, that's it, right? Like, that's the guy. And so we didn't go to the other one because he was just too good. 
And now him and I are like best friends. Like I love Bob to death. So um, I can't like imagine recording it. He's just like perfect. He like is very like helps you like it's like this is good and you feel like really good when he says it's good. But then if he changes it, you don't feel like too bad about yourself, which is like important. I think like constructive criticism, which a lot of people don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And he like you know he's got like his Bob Hope thing that he like just very specific what Bob Hope sounds like and I think it's like part of, it's almost like part of our sound now recording wise definitely have him like involved in and I know you said you didn't go into fairy bones with like oh let's be this or let's be that but I guess what kind of like does the music you listen to sound like what you play or is it completely different uh, I think it's all over the place I was yeah. actually thinking about that earlier I was thinking like a lot of bands put out like the songs they listen to on tour on Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like thinking about it as we were listening to whatever we were listening to. And it was like so just like all over the place. Like Ben listens to Frank Zappa and Funk and I listen to Nirvana. Probably suspect here now. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, I, that's okay. Um, and uh, I listen to musicals and then we listen to some like, um, what, oh, lots of Disney songs. That's for sure. (laughs) I guess it kind of does because we are all over the place. Um, But I hope I'm hoping like the the latest two songs actually kind of hone in a little bit more what we've like kind of become. Yeah, definitely. I was actually gonna say um, these last two songs I've been digging since like I mean you you put them out, and then today was the first time I really listened to Drama Bot like a lot like you're not just like you know here and there but like i played it through like all day like when i was at the gym earlier and uh these two songs definitely i feel like are a gigantic leap in the best direction possible not For that sure. not that drama bot wasn't but i'm just saying like i'm blown away as opposed <laughs> to like damn drama bot's good but these two songs are like two of the best songs i've heard in a while thank you um, i do over the place and it was just kind of like throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, exactly. And then these just sound kind of stuff. Um, have you been told you sound like any specific band? Because I have one in mind and I don't know if you've been told it yet. Is it Susie and the Banshees? No, it's a bigger oh. and not as specific as that. Okay, because we get that a lot. I, I think we get that a lot because Banshee actually is a type of fairy okay. and I think everyone like hones in on that. I get that. I get Gwen Stefani a lot. Oh I, wow, okay. Like a lot. I've, yeah. on, I think when you see like live, it's just like energetic female, and they're like Gwen Stefani. Sure. Um, who else? Do we get anybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get the. We used to get the yeah 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 a lot. But like, yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah yeah yeah, and like heavy Saint Vincent. Oh, like, I love weird... 
Francis. That's cool. So, I love that. And like, I hate that I did that where I picked. I always try to think of what band sounds like another band, and I hate that I picked two female artists for you just because you're a female, because that's ridiculous. Because a musician's a musician, you know. For sure, yeah, and I think that that's um like important to our band as well is that like it's not super like feminine or masculine mm-hmm. in a way, and I was like I'm pretty like adamant about that. In Arizona, they sometimes do a lot of like female fronted nights or like girls nights, and I like refuse to be a part of those because like. It's not, we're not like a band with a girl on it. We're just a band, you know? And I hate that. Yeah. I really do. But um, I absolutely don't mind being compared to other sure. amazing artists that are Um Something I'm really interested in, which we're kind of touching on, is uh, like female fronted bands. I'm putting that in quotes. Um, how often do you feel, like you mentioned Arizona and Phoenix does female fronted nights, but how often do you feel you get, not pigeonholed, but pigeonholed into journalists or magazines trying to label you as that female fronted band as opposed to what you just said you're just a band you happen to be a girl you know um, i think that it doesn't happen as often as i thought it would good and i that has a lot to do with like just my personality hmm. and i come up i think i come up too strong um so i think you might be afraid to do that which is fine <laughs> you can be afraid of me that's fine um but i'm actually happy it doesn't happen as often as i uh as I thought it would, especially in Phoenix. I think I just made it like pretty apparent that like you can't, like don't do that and don't like even talk to me about it because I'm not going to be a part of that whole weird thing. Like I, I absolutely hate that. Good. Yeah. Like I um, it's it's interesting. I, I, this is you're my like I've interviewed a few people for this podcast now, and I, I mostly listen to. I like female singers better. I just like the voice. I like the tone. Uh, it's just a personal preference. But I have only interviewed dudes, and it's been a real bummer because I don't <laughs> care about dudes. Uh, and so I'm excited to like kind of. I don't want to bring up like the whole gender too much, but I'm just curious a lot about it because uh, when I first started writing, when I started writing for Pace Magazine, I would always do that female fronted band. And then as time went on, I really tried hard not to write that at all. So I was just curious if people have continued to do that, even though it's 2016 and it's not that big of a deal. I have pretty thick skin, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't doesn't necessarily bother me too much. But if I see it, I will, like in an article or whatever, I will like ask them to not do that in Mm -hmm. the future. Because if you don't stand up for yourself, like nobody's going to do it. And like, I don't have anybody like behind me standing up for me. So I hope that that like helps. I hope that I can help in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing or another thing that I'm, I'm very impressed with, I'm on your website right now as we're chatting and for a a local band or like an indie band that's on the rise, you have like, like fairy bones has shit together. Um, (laughs) like you have the press kit link, you have like logos, I guess, if you want to call them that, like the rolling stone tongue, like fairy bones, you have a very good brand. Um, is that, obviously it's a conscious decision you're doing it. Do you feel that's important to create that like creative image with fairy bones? Um, I think that's kind of what has helped us stand out locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I don't want to say like the word local is bad, sure. but I think it has a weird connotation. And I think that like when they say local, they mean not professional. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't like that. 
and because like we're a professional band doing professional things like on the road so I don't I, but I know they don't mean it that way so it's like, kind of hard for me to separate those two I know they're not trying to be mean when they say local band they just mean like I'm from Phoenix and you're from Phoenix yeah it's cool and I do and like I love Phoenix I miss it so much right now actually um but uh yeah I think with the branding that is what helps us like stand out a little bit and I make websites so okay. <laughs> I made that website so thank you oh cool um, yeah I didn't even know that that's good so you're welcome uh, yeah so that that like works well in like the marketing aspect of things and I'm I'm pretty good at marketing that's kind of what I was doing before this cool ways. um so I think that has helped us to have that kind of background and I did I've done graphic design for a really long time, but I actually don't do any of the fairy bump stuff because I think that it's like too personal. And okay. I also could like never make a logo for like three years. I mean, we've been a band for three years, so I guess for like two and a half years we didn't have a logo because just because I hated everything I made. Actually, mm-hmm. I got um, this guy from Phoenix called Quinn Murphy at Hamster Labs, and he finally like made a perfect logo for us. So that took a while to get there, but I don't think you should invest a bunch of money yeah. in on a website until you found out who you are and I think like once we got here I was like okay we need like you know like a Weezer we need a Weezer logo we need a Muse logo we need like those logos so uh, it's super I think it's very very important important. no I agree and um, there's a few things I kind of want to chat about that you just said which I'm grateful you did because it's jogging so many questions Um, I don't think every band needs a logo that's not like a thing bands do and I actually just saw a band play uh, at Last Exit Live, and oh. they're pretty new, but they already have like a banner to put behind them as they play, and I'm like, that's really cool that you're trying hard, but like, I don't know, like you know, I just feel like just focus on the music and let the the creative branding unfold itself and find out who you are, just like you said, you know, two and a half yeah. years later, you yeah, kind of like psychedelic logo, and then you you're like all that psychedelicness like wears off, yeah, you're like stuck with this like logo that everyone like knows you from like that's not good that would be terrible and then another thing you said which i i agree with when people say local they kind of mean oh they're just like they don't necessarily mean this but it's implied that they're not professional they're just playing for fun around town and i'm not going to name names because for four to seven years they were like one of my favorite bands and they were just local that's all they were ever going to be and now they're not really playing anymore i don't even think half of them live in arizona what is your what is your um I'll like, oh, go on. Is it Mergent? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. My favorite um, band broke up, so I was wondering. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I, I won't say it here because I really love the band to death. And um, But anyway, like, do you have, like, um, I, I talked to a few musicians who they're like, oh, you can't play too many local shows and you only really want to play when headliners are coming through, just get on those shows. Do you, what, what is your business protocol for playing shows in the Phoenix area, like the local shows? When you start out, you should be playing as many shows as possible. Of course. You know who you are, and you have absolutely no pride. Like, just do whatever you can to get everyone to hear you. And that's what we did. We played, like, every... We played, like, three times a week for, like, a year. I feel, I feel like a really long time. Like, I, Robert's saying, like, half a year. So, for a while. And then I feel like you should reel it back. But, I mean, you're... Like, if you're going to headline a show, and that's in quotations, headline a show, yeah. um, you want to be drawing people to that venue because the venue's banking on you to like have people come. Sure. So if you're, you've got to set up like a good a good lineup and on a good day and like you got to draw those people. So if you're headlining, I don't think you should be playing all the time. But there are some venues 
where you can kind of get away with it, where it doesn't matter if, you know, only 20 people come. Mm-hmm. And, like, where you're going to, like, wet your feet and, like, get really good at being on stage and talking to the audience and talking to band members and working out everything that's that. Like, you know, you break a guitar string, you don't panic. You, like, figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I, right now with Fairy Bones, we try to play, we always say we're going to play once a month, but then we end up playing, like, twice a month because... It, like, hurts to not play. Yeah. I can't stand it. Uh, so I think you really only should be playing, like, once a month, um, even, like, once every two months. If you're, like, a bigger band, like, like Tamara's and, like, Black Bottom Lighters, like, Jared and Molly only play, like, once every three or four months. Mm-hmm. That's good for them. They're, like, wait, you know, they're big and they're selling out live wire and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but we couldn't do that right now, I don't think. Um, this is where, like, different kinds of music... Or like rock music, where it's like reggae is way easier to, yeah, whatever. Or Jared and Vanilla, I suppose, like indie rock, more kind of comfort and funsy, which I think sells really easy. Yeah, right now, definitely. Exactly. So I think like it's kind of easier to get people out to the shows right now, especially with like rock. Even us opening for Highly Suspect, there's some people who are like, you know, it's these guys would be way more famous. It's like it's just that rock and roll music, like you know, it's not taking off right now, which kind of baffled me that somebody would say that because they're like selling out venues everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can kind of see what they mean when we go back to Arizona and it's like rock and roll is sort of hard to sell. Yeah. It's like everything right now. And it sounds like I mean this in a bad way and I don't necessarily, but everything needs a sort of a gimmick. Um, like even a lot of my favorite bands are like that cutesy. Like I feel like they would sell stuff on Etsy and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I think, you guys are a standout, and I'm really excited because I want to talk more about these two songs you released, um, Pink Plastic Cups and 8-Ball, um, and you're releasing them on as a, as a single, technically, or a single on the B-side. Is that yeah, what's happening? A-side, B-side. Yeah, yeah. And you're releasing them on cassettes, right? Yeah, we have some. We have that, some. that is terrific. Um, <laughs> so these songs, like you mentioned earlier, are... Not not a huge departure from Drama Bot, but they're you said they're more of what your sound is going to be. Um, what was writing these songs like? What uh, what are they about? Pink plastic cups and eight ball. Um, a lot. We're like playing an entirely new set right now. Like we ditched all of the pianos and the synths and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I play guitar now, um, so we're just like you know guitar band now. Okay. Um, which I think was like the identity crisis in Drama Bot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for guitar songs, and some were some songs, but now they're all guitar songs, so it's fine. Um, but basically, a lot of like that, we, we decided to take a hiatus. Mm-hmm. It's a silly word, because like nobody knows who we are, so it's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> so we, we needed a hiatus from like being in the band. And then it turned out that was like the worst idea ever. And uh, like, never, if you love playing music, don't take a hiatus. Um, so it was like four months, and I went, it was horrible. Like, so many bad things happened, which turned out to be good in the end because those are what those songs, like, mostly are about, like, the entire new set. Um, but it was really, really hard, and I will never, ever take a break again in my life. Mm-hmm. So Eight Ball is basically about just, like, me being uh, pretty much done with, like, Facebook and, like, just, uh, Eight Ball is about me being done with just everyone and everything. <laughs> honestly and then pink plastic cups is sort of about how i'm 
not really into like parties anymore like you know where you go and somebody's like dribbling on about the problems and like somebody's too drunk and somebody throws up and they ruin like your bathroom like I'm 26 and I don't care about that anymore yeah yeah <laughs> that's what that's about um but I think they they kind of go with like I am very like pessimistic um and I feel like I'm trying to kind of hide that with like drama bot I was trying to be a little more like upbeat I was like mm-hmm. oh I don't want to be sad but like I don't care anymore So right now you're on tour with Highly Suspect. Was this maybe I'm reading into this wrong, but did you just open for them in Phoenix and then they asked you on tour or was it already planned to go on tour with them? Uh no, we we opened up for them in Phoenix when they asked us. Oh, cool. Um so not that this like I don't want to call this a lucky break, but um Oh, it's lucky. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't I don't like to put words in anything anybody's mouth. Um so like um how has this experience been? Like you said, it's kind of your first bigger tour. Um, are, have you been learning a lot about the business, about y- yourself as a musician and your band as a total? Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. Oh, we hate each other. <laughs> ben says that we hate each other now. We hate each other all the time, though. That's normal. Um, no, we have. I've been actually, like, uh, watching pretty much, like, everything they do and, like, trying to, like okay i have this information now it's in my head and i'm gonna use it um but they have like you know they have like a really like a bigger team than we do so we just have to make it work with like merch like we don't have a merch person so i, I have to run back there and do it and it's kind of funny because some of the audience comes back and they're like oh and you're doing your own merch i'm like yeah <laughs> it's gonna be it's fine it's gonna be fine i'm not exhausted at all uh but yeah, we're, I think we're learning a lot, Robert. Do you are you learning a lot from this tour? Yeah. No, <laughs> Robert has nothing to say. About this, I guess. Well, that's fine. Um, um. But like, there's like how they come on. Like, it's very like cool. Like everything they do is cool, and I feel like we're not exactly cool yet. So I think it's kind of fun to see how like it works backstage, and like how venues actually treat you if you're if they think you're important. You know, it's like nice nice to be treated like pretty pretty well uh-huh. kind of like your annoyance which sometimes which sometimes you know what I mean sometimes yeah. happens when you're like a, a little band and they just kind of treat you like just get on stage and get off and get out you know 
nice to not be treated like that for like five seconds. Definitely. And so you're coming back to Phoenix, you're playing a show, releasing, I, I guess I thought I saw it was like a, technically a single release party. Yeah. Or, uh, cassettes are gonna, yeah. Sorry, what? We're going to have the cassettes there, which yeah. is the first in That's going to be fun. It's at Rebel Lounge, which is um, one of my favorite venues. Um, so I'm excited. You know, I'll be there. We'll, we'll finally meet in person. Um, and then after that, what's the goal? Just go back to writing. Uh, when's the? I see that you're going to have a record out sometime in 2017. What's the? What's the next yep. steps? We said that somewhere, didn't we? <laughs> you said that somewhere. My research yeah. tells me so. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if if somebody takes us up or something, then we definitely will. Okay. Um, but we're gonna try to work towards that. Uh, either way, we'll figure out how to make more music. We always do. Um, but we're doing like a, a tour of like California in November and yeah, we're just continue to write, write until something pops off, I said. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> um, and I'll get you out of here cause I know you're on tour and you have a lot to do cause you have a show probably in a few hours. Thank you so much for talking to me. I will see you, uh, in Phoenix at the show. Okay. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks for everything. You have a good one. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode of Internal Review. Please check out Fairy Bones on their website at fairybones.com. They're also on all of the social media. You could find me on my blog, vitcavage.com, on Twitter, at vitcavage, on all other social media, at vitcavage. Internal Review can be found on all social media. It's either one word, internal review, or internal underscore review, until I convince some people to let me have their user handle. I'll see you guys next week. Y'all have a good one.